Welcome to the In Defense of Fitness podcast. This is Jeffrey Johnson, and I'm here to make an intelligent case in the defense of fitness. I would be making a pretty big mistake not to address what's going on here in the United States at this very moment for a few reasons. The obvious, as a black man, I understand very well that black lives matter. As an American, I understand very well that we are dealing with deep fractures in our collective consciousness. And that very combination is what inspired the direction for this episode. In the past, I've said that this show isn't political, and it's, it's not meant to be per se. Does it have carryover to politics and and how we view them, how we think of them. I'm, I'm sure if we comb through the episodes, there have been a fair amount of references and small tangents. But this is bigger than politics. And by the way, the word politics to me is just a reference to the veiled power structure in any given society. I do not mean red versus blue. That's marketing. It's political marketing. It's the marketing of the veiled power structure. But it's marketing. When I say politics, I mean power. And a big, big, big thing that goes into being coachable is recognizing where the power lies. Today, in the United States, the power structure is misunderstood. Its foundations have gone unexamined for too long. And ghosts of slavery and prejudice and institutional and systemic racism, sexism, we could go on and on and on, are alive and well in this country. The reason why, there are a few, but in my head I'm going to break it down into two really broad categories so I can get into this episode. On the one hand, you have racists, you have bigots, you have sexists who have been taught to hate and I'm not talking to them. I'm not thinking about them. They live on the fringes of our society and they should stay there. And then the other category of people are people who just aren't coachable. All of my coaches who may or may not listen to this, all of my teachers who may or may not listen to this, all of my managers who may or may not listen to this, you know exactly what I mean. All my parents who listen to this, 
you know when someone's not coachable. You know when someone fails to recognize where the power dynamic, and loosely using that phrase there, it could be where the intelligence lies, where the experience lies, where the authority lies in a given relationship. You know those motherfuckers who just can't recognize it. People who speak about things that they don't understand. People who virtue signal or signal levels of intelligence that they do not have. That's the other group of people. And that group of people provides cover for that first group of people, the dangerous people, the people who actually live on the fringes, who actually act on their hate. They are provided cover by all the people who are not coachable. I am not saying that everybody out there who's a poor sport and can't be coached is somehow uh, prejudiced or discriminatory. I am I am using an analogy of sorts, right? But I want you, as you listen to the rest of this episode, where I focus on why it's important to be coachable and to be more coachable, even if you consider yourself coachable, I want you to remember how I opened. I want you to remember what inspired this conversation. We live in a country where the vast majority of us do not pay attention. Not only do we not pay attention to what's going on now, we don't care enough to pay attention to what happened to get us here. So rather than talk about and deal with the root causes of our issues as a nation, we focus on things out of context. And we ignore the people who tell us to try and contextualize what we're seeing because we're not coachable. And what do I mean? Well, as a coach who also was a teacher in the past, who one day will be a parent, I think about being coachable as one's malleability, one's ability to be molded, to be shaped. One's willingness to grapple with their weaknesses, one's willingness to admit their faults and their flaws, one's willingness to really deal with the root causes of their problems. What do I mean? So let's take a CrossFit athlete, any CrossFit athlete who wants to improve their snatch. Okay, they have a snatch, let's say this is a gentleman in his mid-20s, he has a body weight of about 170 pounds, but he can only snatch 135 pounds. He can squat near 300 pounds, he can deadlift near 350 So when you look at him, you might be confused as to why he can't snatch more than 135 pounds. But then a coach comes in the room and a coach analyzes, okay, well, you notice that he can't fully receive the bar in the overhead position in the bottom of his squat. Let's check. Is that coming from hips, ankles, shoulders, combination? Uh, is there a weakness in his low back? Is there a weakness anywhere in his core? Uh, where's that problem coming from? And we loosely start to diagnose what that problem could be. 
And let's say we figure it out and we recognize that although he can sit to full depth in his squat when he has a barbell on his back, when he's in the overhead position, he can't do it. So we try to approach that athlete and hand him a PVC pipe or a light dumbbell or a light kettlebell or even a band to try and just assess his overhead positioning on its own. And he doesn't let us. Because this athlete in his mid-20s is also someone who played a D1 sport. Or is also someone who's been weightlifting for 10 years. Or is also someone who is on the outside the strongest person in the room. Meaning he's got the biggest muscles. That athlete is not coachable. That athlete is not willing to grapple with his flaws. He's not willing to deal with the underlying root causes of his problem. So as a coach, yes, it is my job to figure out how to reach that athlete. But that's not what this episode is about. I'm, I'm going to try and get inside that athlete's head and explain to you, or at least run through the motions to discuss why if that athlete were just a little more coachable, things would be a little easier. So you walk into a gym and you're this athlete and you've got all of this experience in the world and you look at your coach and if you're looking at me, I'm, I'm not that big, so I'm not physically intimidating. Um, and I'm not the strongest person in the world, but I study. My best asset has always been what sits in between my ears. And you sprinkle in some OCD, and you're going to be hard-pressed to find someone who pays closer attention to the details than I do. They're out there, but you're going to struggle to find them. And when that athlete walks into the gym and sees me, and then within a few sessions, hears me trying to correct them. I know what's going on in their head. I don't need to listen. I, what does he know? What does he know that I don't know? Because the world as I see it, I'm the one with the quote-unquote power in this situation. I'm the one with the knowledge. I'm the one with the experience. I'm the one who has done all this work to get here. He has nothing to teach me. Well, folks, in the real world, that manifests into people who are terrible to work with, people who are terrible to manage, kids who give their parents massive headaches. And on the really, really, really big macro scale, it provides an opportunity for folks with really bad intentions to live out those intentions. Because there are just some folks who aren't coachable. Uh, race isn't a problem in America, what do you mean? I mean what do you mean? That's, yeah, this, there are a couple bad apples, I fucking hate that phrase. But you know, we don't really have any problems, there are just a few bad apples, really. Okay, well just like that athlete who thinks, I don't really have a problem. I just need to lift more. I just need to keep doing the same thing and it'll correct itself. Well, no, actually, 
if you don't correct your lack of you know scapular stability you're actually going to tear your your labrum or your rotator cuff because every time you jump underneath that bar you're catching in an unstable position and eventually the weight that you're lifting over your head is going to get you hurt no i don't need that here how about i hand you this five pound dumbbell and we can assess whether or not you really have the ability to stabilize from your shoulder all the way to your wrist to make sure that you're really ready to receive. Because with a couple of corrective exercises, we might be able to get you there if you just accept that you have a bigger underlying problem. People who aren't coachable refuse to look at underlying problems. They drive coaches crazy because they have typically all the energy in the world. They love to flex what they think they know, all the while glossing over the really obvious root to their problems. Not obvious to them, but obvious to the rest of the world. We could all be more coachable, folks. As I look around and watch in this moment of crisis, and this was happening during COVID as well, before the civil unrest following the murder of George Floyd. But we all go to our corners. We all go to our corners. Uh, it's a government con conspiracy. Uh, it's government inadequacy. Oh, it's not a real disease. Oh my gosh, if we step outside, we're gonna die. We, we all go to our corners. And instead of being more coachable and trying to learn the root causes of the problems that we have, we would rather be uncoachable. We would rather be stubborn. In your fitness routine, in your journey as an athlete, if you do not recognize that there are people with more experience than you, and there are people with plenty more coaching experience than me, if you don't recognize that you have room to learn, if you don't know how to be coached, you will eventually run yourself into a brick wall enough that you can't bounce back from the consequences. If you wanna to continue to grow as an athlete, if you wanna to continue to grow as a human being, you have to pull back the curtain and recognize where the power, substitute power with experience, knowledge, expertise, where it lies. You know, this moment we're in, this technologically and, and and just the way we can communicate. Being an expert is almost turned into a negative because anybody, like me included, can get a microphone, can get a computer, and can upload some bullshit to the internet. And anybody can listen to it. And it is up to you to be able to decipher who does and does not provide value, who does and does not know what they're talking about. 
whose words do and do not hold up to scrutiny. That being said, although that provides us with a much broader scope of ideas and a much wider array of voices, it also provides us with a lot more reason to feel like we don't need to be coached, to feel like we know everything. You know, one of the biggest critiques I, I have about public education, and, and I haven't been a teacher in any capacity in schools in a few years now, at least probably two or three. Uh, it was the last time I was in a classroom, but one of the biggest things that I think public education and just education in general is going to have to do in the near, near, near future is accept the fact that there's a Google. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? Accept the fact that there is a massive search engine that most of us carry around in our pockets. We can type in a question and we can get a number of answers to that question. And rather than forcing names and dates and formulas down our students' throats, we're eventually going to have to deal with their ability to decipher fact from fiction, value from lack thereof, trustworthy from untrustworthy. We're going to have to teach them how to do that. Because names and dates, does, they, they don't matter as much as our ability to fact check and verify our sources because names and dates are so readily available. We don't need to remember the order of presidents anymore. Is it a cool party trick? I don't know, I guess, at some parties. But why do I need to know that when I can just say, hey Siri, who's the 23rd president of the United States? She'll fucking tell me. I don't need to know. But what I do need to know is the context in which that president governed. I do need to know what policy decisions that administration oversaw. I do need to know how that differed from the 22nd and 24th president to see the arc of change in the middle of political and, and, and governmental workings uh, you know, in, in America, right? I need to be able to contextualize information. And that was a bit of a tangent, but it comes back to, I need to be able to do all these things. And what sits at the heart of the ability or lack thereof to do these things is how much you think you know, right? We have a view of education. We have a view of expertise that if I just soak up enough information, then I cross a threshold and I now no longer need to be coached because I know everything. I have this experience, that experience. I have this friend, that friend. I saw this movie. I read that book. Therefore, X, Y, Z. That gets us into a lot of trouble, folks. At the same time that it's a great benefit to be able to Google whatever we want, it's also a huge risk when the folks who are out there trying to soak up information can't tell fact from fiction. It's a big problem. You know, I've had my fair share of conversations with plenty of people who are very coachable 
over the last few weeks. I deal with a lot of athletes who are very coachable in my career. The commonality between stubborn individuals and stubborn athletes, it's almost one-to-one. It's almost 100%. If you are a stubborn athlete, you think you know everything. You ask questions, but they're more gotcha questions than, than, than real questions born out of curiosity. You're the same person who, while you question facts out in the real world, you don't know how to, nor do you care to, try and look into the validity of said facts. You just question to question because you think you know everything. These episodes during this global pause have been shorter. And this one is probably going to be the shortest of them all. Because the message is clear and I've, I've spent the last 20 minutes repeating myself. But I will state it one more time. As clearly and concisely as I can. You need to be more coachable. I need to be more coachable. None of us have all the answers. When we refuse to be coached, we set up a scenario where we fulfill our own prophecies. What we think becomes reality because we refuse to let in any new information. There is one clear indicator of intelligent life. There's plenty, but there's one that's really clear, really easy to decipher. Intelligent life adapts to its surroundings. In a way, intelligent life is coachable. New information, new stimuli, new environment, it changes. For those of you who refuse to accept the fact that the world may be different than you think it is, I need you to start questioning your intelligence. Every time you think you have all the answers, it's not a matter of taking a step back and and thinking, hmm, maybe I don't know this one thing. No, 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 no. Every time you come to a situation where you think You cannot be disproven. I need you to take 10 steps back. I need you to reanalyze as much as you can that's relevant to what you're focused on, what's at hand. Analyze it within a bigger context. Like the athlete who needs to improve his snatch. Don't just focus on how to go from 135 to 140. No, 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 no. Take 10 steps back and analyze, okay, well, if I can pull and squat twice this weight, what is going wrong in my overall, in the system overall that's stopping me from getting this barbell from point A, the ground, to point B, the rack position overhead and the bottom of a snatch? It's not just the five pounds that you want to move and the fact that they're too heavy. 
there's a bigger and a broader context that you need to analyze that situation in. The same goes for race, racism, and any ism in the United States of America. You cannot look at incidents of racist violence and say, oh, well, that was just a bad apple. That individual had a problem. You cannot do that. Individuals do not exist in vacuums. You have to take steps back and you have to recognize the history of a given scenario. You have to look at the socioeconomics. You have to look at the, 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 the politics, the power structure involved. You have to also, yes, analyze the individuals and their behavior. But that's not just in the isolated moment where the violence took place. That's like me saying the only way I can help you improve on your snatch is by literally watching the same video of you failing one lift. That's asinine. I'm never going to figure anything out. All I'm watching is the same failure over and over. Can I learn some things? Of course. But I need to take a step back. I need to look at the context. Folks who are unable to contextualize, folks who are unable to take steps back are not coachable. Some of the best athletes in the world are some of the most coachable. We need to all be more coachable for our sakes as athletes and as human beings. I never want anyone who listens to this podcast to forget what design means, what design is. It is a being in time. It is you within the specific context that you are in. You do not exist in the ether. You exist in 2020. You exist, most likely, in the United States of America. But wherever you exist, you are steeped in context. You have to stop ignoring that context. You have to. Because if you aren't paying attention to the context, you are not coachable. If you are not coachable, you are not learning. If you are not learning, you are not growing. If you are not growing, you are not progressing. If you are not progressing, you are not living. If you are not living, then you're already dead. Defensive Fitness Podcast was an experiment of mine. I decided I had some things I wanted to say. I thought the conversation around fitness was limited. And I recognized that I had the capacity to change that. If you would like to be in direct communication with me, Hop on Instagram, give me a follow at athletic underscore design. That is D A S E I N. Or if you would like to start a conversation up with me about programming, one on one training, affiliate programming, mindset coaching, 
head to my website, indefenseoffitness.org. As always, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you.